This is Next Generation Podcasters as was it, and thank you for joining back with us for part two of round four. All right, we're going to quickly get into the Gold Coast game because that's up today, um, 6-10. It's a night game, the first night game for the Eagles. So the atmosphere is going to be totally electric again. It's going to be loud. You're going to have the flashing lights. Just hopefully they don't have it like they had at the Frio game where you could have a seizure. Where you're going flicking on and off. Um, I'm just going to go on the Gold Coast injuries. Callum Archie, so the brothers are both out. Yeah, was playing the next few years. Stay posted. <laughs> um, Pierce Hanley, he did a shoulder last week against Freer, so he will miss. Sean Lemons, I think, is he the ex-Richmond player? Well, I'm not sure, actually. Um, he's got a broken hand. He's out for five weeks. Tom Nichols out with his shoulder. And Peter Wright, which I thought, if I look at the ins list, I thought he might have come in because he is a man mountain, that guy. He's tall as, and he did prove... Uh, troublesome for us last game which we actually lost to the Gold Coast last year in this uh, same game Um, I'm just looking at the list now I find it very surprising that um, Matt Rosa is not playing Um, how he cannot get into that team just blows me away Um, they've they've got a good team don't get me wrong Um, they've got some good backmen there and Rory Thompson and Stephen May Jared Lyons, he's just a ball magnet, so will we have somebody run with him? Lynch, he got well held last week. So that's if we looked at what Freo did with the Suns last week, we're gonna be a long way go a long way to winning this game if we can do something similar. I don't think we'll have the taggers that Fremantle do, because that's why I don't like the Fremantle game plan. There's too many players that give up their game just to get their win for them. Always a defensive game style. Um, and, yeah, I like the run with and I like the scoring, the high scoring. And saying that, Freo still getting some high scores, but I still just don't like the way they go about it. Um, Liam Duggan comes in and the big man, Mr. J.K. Kennedy, comes in. Hutching, unfortunately, is omitted and that's just going to be part of the course for Mark Hutchings. He's going to come in and out all the way through the year. Um, he's just one of these guys. He's a Mr. Fix-It. Um, if we need to run with play, he'll come in. If not, he's out. Uh, unfortunately, that's just going to happen. And uh, He's a bit of a favourite with everyone, but you can't keep everyone in there, especially when guys like Marston are doing their role and playing their game. Um, Lewis Jetta, he's one that probably needs to stand up a little bit more in my you know, in my eyes, um, just needs to do that a little bit more, be a bit more explosive, especially if he's coming off the halfback. I'd like to see him chucked into the mid at the end of each quarters like we did last year in the last few games. Um, yeah, and the emergencies are Cole, Schofield, Ainsworth and Hutchings, and we won't know which one will be held over because these perf aren't playing. So if there's a late change, any of those four could come in. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Rosie. He would actually, uh, in hindsight, would have been a good addition to the Eagles right now, wouldn't he? He'd be a bit of a speedy outside runner. Um, but that's hindsight. He wasn't getting the games because we had midfield depth at the time. Um, but I want to say something, and this is to our supporters out there. You may have heard me talk about this before. Caroline Wilson actually said the same thing, and people don't like to hear it because it's a P-word. We are rebuilding. People don't like to hear that word, but we're doing it from eighth, which is a great position, and that's what Caroline Wilson, Wilson said. We're a finals team rebuilding. So what my point is here is you hope for the best, expect the worst. People need to temper their expectations. Because we're playing a brilliant game of footy, I'm not saying don't hope for the best, not to wish for the best, but the general census out there is that 
we're going to win by 60 goals. That people are tipping this blowout. Yeah, if it's not going to be a blowout today. But that's it. If you don't go in 100% with the right mind frame in a game, the season is that close. Anyone can lose to anybody. Top of the ladder, Port, almost lost to the bottom ladder, Brisbane, last week because they weren't on top of their game. And look at last night. Um, and because exactly yeah, and because we're a rebuilding side, we've had what five debutants already this year. Four of them, are which still playing on the weekend, we've mentioned. Uh, Partington's not a debutant, but we've mentioned another couple of debutants that could come into the side. So I just want the fans to temper their expectations because when you have a young side, you have a lot of ups, but they come with downs. This is going to happen. As I said, hope for the best. Back your team no matter what. Um, I'm not saying, you know, that the negative side will come. I just want them to be prepared if it does because when someone builds themselves up and puts a team on the pedestal, when they're not up there, it, they can turn on them. Yep. Um, now, enough said. I, Let's actually talk... Oh, sorry. And I, I agree totally there. The one thing I like about this season, you, and you say rebuild, Sometimes when you sit and you reboot, you go, oh, it's going to be this. But I'm so excited about this because we've got guys out there uh, knocking down the door. Because yep. last year, some of those guys were on the list, but they weren't knocking down the door. Everyone's Injuries knocking too, on yeah. the door. And we've got an unpredictability. We've got a game B and a game A now, which last year was just game A, and that was it. We didn't have anything else. We bringing JK in. Uh, do we go back to what we did last year? Who knows? He might thrive with Rioli around him. Who knows? But it's just that excitement about it. And like I said, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. Yeah. But who would have who would have said we were in the sitting where we are now? And if we win this game, we'll be top of the ladder. We're set. No, we'll drop down because Port hasn't played yet. I there's think. no way Gold Coast. I mean, uh, Giants are going to lose against three. If they do, oh Giants, are they if they if they lose, they. they yeah. But we could be sitting second or third yeah. after this week. And if you had asked me that at the start of year, I would have said, oh, well, if we are, great. But I wouldn't be expecting yeah. it. Round and four. That's too. great. Like, and it's round four. It's Let's still, put it in no, perspective. No, but that's it. Round four, you start to see what to kind of mm. expect from sides. Round 10, you start to see that the top of the ladder actually start to form. And, yeah, if you look at the games coming up ahead, Dan, they're all winnable. So we're in a good position. And that's what I'm excited about. So... Even if we fall in a heap, I know in the next year or the year after, the position that we're in now is only going to be better for the club. Well, it's something we touched on on the nest. We also touched in the early podcast is how exciting is having this youth come in. And as I said, rebuilding is a taboo word in footy because there's the perception that you need to bottom out to do it. And Eagles aren't going to have to bottom out to do it. We're already doing that. Um, So, yeah, I'm not putting any you know, caps on what we can achieve this season. That's not what I'm doing at all. I'm just saying, you know, there's such a positive atmosphere around the club. We're performing so well that I don't want people to get burnt or scorned if it turns. Okay, so now let's actually touch on the game which you originally asked. I'm very excited for this game. It's another home game. As you said, the atmosphere is great. I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to get that extra four points, get that win, um, I don't know if it's going to be a huge blight. Very well could be, but they have played on up the stadium before, which a lot of teams actually haven't. Um, as I said, May coming back. Uh, no, sorry, May playing on JK, who's coming back. Could nullify him a little bit, but as we've always touched on in many podcasts, Darling stepped up, Lacrasse stepped up, you know. So I think it's going to be a ripper of a game. I'm really looking forward to it. What about yourself? 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like everyone else said, but um, in saying that, if we don't win this, there is a problem because we should win this. Um, it's one I've ticked off as a win, so let's hope it does. What's your margin? Margin, I, I think 20, 30 points. All right, yeah, I had about 33 at tops, but um, I'd loved it to be 60, but I just can't see it happening. Um, the last few games against Gold Coast have been down to the wire, a draw, a one point, and a loss. So don't expect the world here, people. Um, we're going to wrap it up now. We're going to do our in-spotlight um, segments. Um, do you want to go first, Daniel, or what? Yeah, I'll go first. We'll change it up, why don't we? Um, all right, I'm going to hit hard on the shrug tackle a shrug tackle is something they've made up to rebrand something and do you know what a shrug tackle was called before now it was called breaking a tackle if a player is not dropping down to his knees not ducking his head and running in head first to a contest then if he's then tackled high it is a free kick if someone wants to elect to try and tackle and pin the arms and that player breaks the tackle and then the tackle then slides high, the onus is on the tackler. If he hasn't got enough body strength to pin those arms, then he's at fault and a free sh- kick should be paid. And as I said, it's a ridiculous thing that they brought in to rebrand something that's been around for years as shrugging the tackle. That It's non-existent. That's a made-up thing. It's breaking a tackle, Wiser. There is n- and they're trying to say bring in rules. What, you want to bring in rules to say you can't break a tackle? If you're tackled, you're no longer allowed to move your arms? If someone tackles me, the first thing I'm going to do is lift my arms, try and break that tackle. Back in the day, and, uh, you know, you played footy as well, um, obviously when I was a bit younger, a bit fitter, but we'll tackle to tackle around the waist. Now that changed, and it was tackle higher, pin the arms so they can't, you know, get rid of the ball. Now... Fair enough, do that. But if you haven't got the strength to then actually pin those arms, the onus is on you. The fault is with you. As if the player is not dropping at his knees, he's not running into the contest head first, but then all he does is use his body strength to, to break a tackle, it is a free kick. Because you've been, sorry for the language, piss weak in the arms and not had the strength to pin him. It's just it's my pet peeve nowadays. Yep. Like, I'm sick of, oh, this player's shrugging a tackle. No, he's breaking a tackle. He's That's breaking. what I want that player to do. Yeah, but I couldn't agree anymore. Um, you know, and they're trying to rename things, trying to change rules. I've had enough of it. Just keep it as it is and go back to basics, guys. And everyone knows how to tackle. And these people that get caught duckers and all that, well, if they are duckers, they're just lifting the arms up and they're getting out of the tackle. And if you can't work that out, that's your problem. And, you know, enough of them know how to play now. So, you know, I love how the way Soward goes. I love the way Shuey goes. And, you know, get over it, guys. Get over it. Get over the ducking thing because there's no such thing. Maybe there is dropping the knee, but that's about it. Well, yeah, I'm just, I don't like the them linking shrugging with ducking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's two different things. And it's like, oh, he's ducking because he's shrugging. Again, made up word. No, it's not ducking to break a tackle. All right, mine's about the third umpire. Uh, the video score review uh, happening at Eagles and Geelong game happened a couple of other games and this is mine when is a goal not a goal Marson kicked a goal on the weekend and it was recorded as a point because they said it was touched now the AFL have all the technology in the world and if the third umpire could not see that was a goal uh, I'm watching a different game because I got it on my TV slowed it down frame by frame and it was definitely a goal. So you need to upgrade your technology, AFL, because that is pathetic. We had another one down the other end when Geelong had a 
kick at goals and McGovern touched it. The AFL umpire in control of the game said, touch ball, play on, went free for a goal. And it's obviously a point because he said play on, but they went to the video review. It went for a minute and 30 seconds to come out with the original decision that was touched. You know what I mean? It's, that is just ruining our game. We had an out of bounds when the Cats player ran out of bounds. Where else was he going to go? He couldn't turn that hard. You know, do we have to get the AFL umpires to get degrees in biochemistry to adjudicate a decision like that? That was given to the Eagles and, you know, we'll take them, but that wasn't out of bounds um, deliberately. So where do we go from here? Um, Do we need an extra umpire on the ground? Uh, the umpires in the wrong positions? Well, of course they are because they're not calling the game right. A fourth umpire, will it help? Who knows, but it could do because they cover so much ground so quick these days. Um, heaven to bid that we get boundary umpires to adjudicate uh, decisions because they couldn't even work if it was in or out last week. There was three that I saw. Don't get me wrong, the game needs umpires, but they need to be consistent and they need to be competent and get in the right zones when the game's in play. Don't assume it's a throw or a dropping of a ball. Make sure you get the decision right. Um, and that's it. Did I make the right call? The the, the final siren's blowing. Um, the game could be over. And we don't want a grand final decided by a wrong decision by an umpire or a video umpire. That was a great bait, wasn't it? I just... Leaves me with so many questions and things, you know, I want to have an input on it. First of all, that Maston thing, it took me days to calm down after that. That was the worst call I think I've actually seen in footy since the review systems come in. Um, now, to, I just thought, is this bison? How, that was just clearly a free. You watch the footage, it was free. You watch the still pictures, it's a joke. But do you know what's happened? Do you know why that call was called touched? Because... That, it- oh, no, that goal umpire... Not the guy, sorry. The review system guy is, I don't want to be harsh, he's an idiot. He took two frames and he was going back forth between his two frames, yep. seeing if the ball was touched. And they're the only two frames he was looking at. He's looking at these two frames and going, yeah, he did touch the ball. But that's not the point. The point is Master kicked it after he's touched yep. it. He, he, and that was the problem there. He didn't look at the footage. He was just going to these two frames back and forth, pausing it, going back, doing two frames. So he's made a horrible mistake And that's there. why I spoke about technology. They've yep. got all the technology in the world. They can review, they can go further than that. And that one there probably needed a bit more time. That's human error, though. Yeah. That's what and I'm getting at. He, he made a mistake. He didn't look at the whole thing. But the AFL um, haven't come out and said anything about that this week. No. Nah. Um, they talked more about the shows were the touched about it a little bit. Yeah, but they t- mm. talked about the touched yeah. ball. That yeah. was a minute 30. Yeah, see, this is where it was such a good bait because yeah. it leaves me so things I want to say. That one, that gov thing, it should never have been reviewed. The field umpire... Screamed touch straight away. I don't know why then it was reviewed. It was never a goal because the goal umpire well, had said the, straight away it was touched. Even so the I players got back into position reviewed. as yeah. it was a point. So. And um, yeah, straight away. Now, this is where things are getting a bit funny. There was a yo out of bounds, deliberate out of bounds that the fans hated seeing. That was that was correct. out of bounds and deliberately. Yeah, that's a correct call because it wasn't to the a, rule. It was it wasn't a marking contest. No. Yeah, you can spoil the ball out of bounds no. um, in a marking contest. That wasn't a marking contest, so that's deliberately... We, we all know where he was going. Yeah. He was trying to get it free for a point, but 
he didn't disguise it enough and to the letter of the rule he, that was out of bounds deliberately yeah no that's spot on and if it was a marking contest you're allowed to spoil it out of mm. bounds it wasn't a marking contest it was a hand mm. pass over the top correct call hated seeing that and at the time I was like what you know passion yeah. but then you're like it wasn't a mark it dawned it wasn't a marking contest um, now the Geelong Cats that got the deliberate um, out of bounds kind of thing I um I'm torn that one because I liked it, but I don't know if it's correct call for the simple not because it was a free kick to Eagles, but for the simple reason he's deliberately tried to run to that line to take out, but then he wanted to disguise it. But say he slipped over in the end yep. and couldn't disguise. It. Now I like that too. But that happens. Yeah, but that happens about twenty times a game. And yeah, but, my my thing there is if you're going to pay that, pay it all the game. See, the thing with that is, he ran to the line. I don't see that happen too often. But then the player tries to quickly disguise, um, disguise it like a hand pass or going to kick or takes the tackler on. So he's run to the line, then slipped over it so he wasn't able to disguise it. And I like that too. If you deliberately try to rush behind and you hit the point post, you're penalised because of your skill area. That's actually a deliberate out of bounds. That's the rule. So if you, you can rush it behind, but if you elect to rush it behind, do an error, hit the point, point post, it's a deliberate rush point. And I like that, that one. You can run to the boundary line and then try and disguise it. We all know what you're trying to do, try and disguise it. But he was unlucky. He slipped, so he yeah. couldn't disguise it. So he got, he got pinned for that. So I think, harsh call, but I'm glad that one got paid because all everyone right. knew what he was doing. Well, the moral of the story is don't be an umpire because you're going to get um, <laughs> bagged regardless, even if you're right or you're wrong, because it uh, doesn't matter what side of the fence you sit on, umpires never right in uh, the punter's eyes. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up, guys. It's gone a bit long, but hopefully you sat down and listened to it all in its entirety. Um, Listen to it on the way to the footy today. Um, I'm hoping the Eagles have a great win, and we go on to next week. Um, sitting in the top two. It'd be great. Love to see it. <laughs> so thanks again, Daniel, for uh, joining us on the uh, show. Thanks and we'll come, a pleasure. we'll come next week on Wednesday and hopefully we're talking about no injuries and a big win. Thanks a lot. This is Next Generation. See you next week.